Dear Shooter, Today we are going through footage from Ballistic Summit. Be prepared for well-deserved insults and compensation for what is lacking. Put your pinky in the air and wiggle it. You know what I'm talking about. checking because I'm like getting the stink eye here. Go do your thing. But get good at your craft first and put your budget to things that really matter at the end of the day. You want to get good at it. And make no mistake about it. That's training. Let's face it. If you have a size 62 waist, you are not as tactical as 5'11 might think you are. <laughs> and we've all seen it. <laughs> Welcome to the Deer Shooter Podcast. I am your host, Jason Crotto. Deer Shooter is brought to you by WyoTac, Empowerment Through Self-Reliance, and Lucid Optics, on target, under budget. Good Thursday morning, and we are bringing to you once again some more of the footage that we were able to capture at Ballistic Summit. Uh, I think this is the more sane part of the conversation. You should have led with that. Uh, maybe. But, you, you know, I got, I got put on the spot. Michael Bain started talking about it on his podcast, and I felt obligated to get that part out of the way. No, that's probably a fair assessment at the end of the day. That old man, if he gets angry... That's that's not good for anybody. <laughs> well, I, I I made the mistake of of thinking that a twenty year veteran of the podcast could handle it solo for fifteen or twenty minutes, and obviously I was wrong. Are you kidding? You took the chains <laughs> off. None of his sponsors I, are on our podcast. I, I did. I, I took the he <laughs> I took the chains off. He took the gloves off and and went at it. Uh, him, him and Tunner chasing down old ladies and tripping them. Oh, it's crazy. Um. <laughs> So if you missed it, definitely go back and, and listen to last week's Deer Shooter, uh, where Michael Bain and Tun Jones just go completely off the reservation. Yeah, it's worth a listen. Take the time. Um, this week, uh, we've got, uh, you know, we, we start out kind of our normal, and, and we go right into it uh, with TNVC and Accurate Mag with uh, Brian Hunter. Now, this is the conversation that was still kind of sober. Uh, beginning of the podcast at Summit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. We had Brian Hunter, and then we brought in Rob Pincus. Uh, I think Cole Lander's in a little bit of this. So, but but it all did uh, actually maintain relative sanity. Interesting. I didn't know that was available at Summit. <laughs> well, uh, before eight p.m. Oh, fair enough. It's there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, I we I guess with. I mean, without much fanfare, we'll just uh, get right into it. If you got it, let's go. All right. We're, we're recording tonight from Ballistic Summit 2023. This is the Lucid Optics event that we hold here at the NRA Whittington Center, Raton, New Mexico. Uh, Jason, how has the summit gone so far? I have been either shithouse lucky or it has gone exceedingly well. So I don't know whether I planned right or I got the right people in the room, but the day went extremely well we were actually ahead of schedule until dinner 
Well, it, I, I think it's because you had Brandy lined out, and she has just run ramshot over everyone to keep them going in the right direction. It helps. I am the benevolent dictator. That is Does right. It, and everybody knows it, which is good. They see you coming, and they just kind of, you know, the boss is coming, and they snap, too. It's the resting bitch face. <laughs> you don't even have that, though. I mean, you can create it. I've seen it on you. But, no. So, we're, we're, we're sitting here now with Brian Hunter. Uh, you're with TNVC. TMVC and Accurate Mag. Uh, also, have worked with Shaw Barrels. Uh, they're a good part of my uh, history in the long range shooting industry as well. Okay, and and uh, you know, you this is your second summit. Yes, sir. And and how do you feel it's going so far? I am very happy with it. Uh, I always have a great time here. There's always a great good uh, amount of sponsors and vendors here with a lot of very awesome products. A lot of things you don't see in the everyday part of the industry. I think that's really what this whole event is about, is getting some of these new products here out in front of folks. And that's, that's always what it's been about, um, getting some of those smaller, smaller vendors some love from the media. Now, what have you seen here that's just kind of really made you curious, blew your mind, and went, hmm, this is really cool? Honestly, the Bilson Arms, the rail charging system is just very unique. And the opportunities that it allows you as a shooter, clearing malfunctions, keeping your arm forward, it's very, very unique. You know, it is something that, you know, training and building towards, it would really change the ball game of not going back to the rear of the receiver to pull a charging handle to clear a malfunction or charge a weapon. I think you and I are on the same page on that one. So a couple of years ago, we drew kind of a, a new rule in the book for being at Summit. We ended up starting to have the same cast of characters over and over and over, and they brought the same gear over and over and over. So really it became an old home week, and I had to change that up because it was getting stale in a a certain specific way. Um, So I told everybody last year after they exhibited that to be here this year, they had to bring something new to the table. Now, Billy took me at my word and went a little bananas because <laughs> last year he had a rotating buttstock which was a solution to a problem that nobody really had i agree and everybody kind of looked at it as as such and they you humored him because he's a good guy and he left here with hearing he had to have something new and then reinvented the wheel from an ar perspective mm-hmm. and that's no small task it's been tried and attempted for the last 30 years and that's probably what he did is probably the most innovative thing I have seen in an AR platform, like in my lifetime. You're not I, wrong. I have not seen anything like it. It is mind blowing what he has done and leaving the rail space that he has left for accessories that are so prominent in today's industry. Everybody mm-hmm. is running lasers, lights, you know, bipods. You know, well, so- you, you guys run all that shit. We run ours clean. <laughs> but Billy's not even a gun guy. No, no, he, he comes from the oil field. He's an right. oil field pressure engineer. He has his name on a multitude of patents. He solves problems for fixing tools. Right. And while well, he did this in the firearms industry and knocked it out of the park. Yeah. Yeah, I, he absolutely did. I was shocked. No, and, and, and it, he is solving issues that, that we've all had with ARs for years. He's solving them without even realizing it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, you know, you talk about the rail space. You know, sometimes you put some of those larger optics on the top of an AR, and now you can't even get to your charging handle. There's there's no space for things like, uh, you know, let's talk about backup irons. Mm-hmm. Stop compensating. 
<laughs> and mic drop. Wow. Um, no, I don't think I will. I'm like five foot nothing. Well, you need to compensate. See? I mean, there right. are people. Give, give me a break. I don't have to compensate. I have you. Wow. <laughs> she fights my fights for me. I don't care. Huh. Are you taking notes? Mine just keeps me a lot. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> that, that was his new item at shot this year. Ooh. <laughs> wow. You went Damn. there. Well, at, at, at that moment, I kind of feel compelled to put you on a mic. She just no, shaking, shaking her head. head. No. <laughs> nope. Not happening. <laughs> well, no part of these shenanigans. <laughs> so yeah. so you, you, you came with Accurate Mag and TNVC. That is correct. Um, yes. Accurate mag, I, I am really impressed with the new rifles that they're putting out. Uh, and, and they're not really known for the rifles. The, they're not. So Accurate mag has been making chassis for a very long time. They've made a lot of chassis for a lot of companies that people would never recognize. Um, they're magazines. You know, they're, they're a PRS sponsor, have been for a couple of years now. And there are a lot of competitors using their magazines because they're fantastic. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not polymer. You know, you can tune the ears to them, and you don't have issues. I, I, I run them. Yeah, I've had mags for years that have been mud, dirt, snow, rain. It's I don't, like you I shoot don't outside. Problems. Now, didn't you yeah, have an issue inside. this year at the ELR Night Force match? I did. Um, I had a couple of mags that I had some problems with, and and, and I, I talked to Shane about it, and we're we got we got a solution. We're gonna you work tuned on the it. years, didn't you? No, actually, we're gonna swap springs. Oh, it's a spring issue. Mm-hmm. Interesting. All right, good. Got it fixed. Yeah. They're not necessarily a revolutionary item, though. Um, Accurate Mags has been doing what they do and doing it so well that nobody's trying to push the envelope on them. Right. Um, most people don't know about you know their, their naval, naval trials, the things that they have sure. done, their barrel swap you know setup. Oh, that was this cool. barrel was cool as hell. It, 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 people see the, the the Barrett option and think that's the cat's meow. When they see how this changes, and you don't have a bunch of little tiny plastic parts everywhere, and it doesn't take you fifteen minutes to swap a barrel out, you can do it oh, in thirty seconds. Yeah, he was. He was like thirty seconds to swap out the entire caliber. I mean, that fast. But it wasn't even a, like. A twenty-two or, or something small. It was a three hundred Norma. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's, that's a moving part that from a from a six-five Creedmoor historically, mm-hmm. from a FUD standpoint, shouldn't move. Right. Well, when when you're able to do things with pre-headspace barrel systems, it changes the ball game. Yeah, it would have to. You no longer have to deal with a gunsmith or anything like that. You can swap them out. And I owned pre-headspace systems uh, by other manufacturers. They're supposed to be quick change systems, and they're not. I have to break everything down as a 20, 30 minute process on the bench. Murphy's Law. And rebuild it. You know, it's nice to have that capability at home, but it's nothing like this. This is on the range in the bench. I think he said right. before he bought it, he ran four barrels on that thing in a half an hour. Yeah. Testing a couple different barrels. Mm-hmm. Half an hour swapping four barrels and getting data on paper. Yeah, the re-zero of the optic every time it changes calibers. That takes time. It, well, it, it's incredible. Yeah, and he, and he said there was a couple of caliber changes that he did that he really didn't have to change the zero. It was, no. it was close. Hmm. You know, within, within, within a minute. Yeah, you can well, get away with that in some calibers. And proper documentation and your shooting log and what you were doing, you can almost have that down to a science. Mm-hmm. 
and that well yeah that, but but you touch on that proper documentation thing correct um how many of us are really dedicated to that it's <laughs> it's a fault that most of us do have you know if you are running a system like that though and you are oh, swapping yeah. things you have to have your stuff together you, you have, have to keep that documentation yep you need to know what optic you are moving from or or what that zero was and what you changed it to and what you changed that zero to dear shooter are you listening to this i have a notebook yeah Use I it. don't always write in it. Oh, I, and that's something I've gotten bad about. I used to be like just religious about keeping up my data books, and unfortunately now I've gotten to the point where I'm shooting so many different calibers and different guns, and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. I, I haven't kept on, up on it as much as I should. It, I don't as well, and you know, historically in my five years of competition shooting, the way I have. You would think I'd go and document my round counts after every match and everything. And, you know, there are guys out there that definitely do that like they should. I don't do that. Um, you know, I pay attention to my barrels and my grouping and what things are doing. And I know when I need to clean my rifles and when I need two things up, other than taking care of your chamber, your crowns, and your most obvious things, I know when I need to patch my barrels. I know when I need to clean things up. I'm not an F-class shooter. You know, I'm, I'm not shooting those groups. You know, I'm a different style of shooting, so I have the opportunity and can afford to do those things. I'm, I'm with you. The, the F-class shooter just left the room, and we're now being joined by Rob Pincus. I got, an, I got an F in shooting once. That, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Right? Just once? Well, I don't like to talk about it. It's okay. We've all I've had those of, days. I've heard of this F-class shooting. It <laughs> seems incredibly boring. It does. It yeah. does. It's, it's very similar to what you did this afternoon with that the was, air guns. No, because, it, well, maybe if I had practiced, yeah. it was similar. But today, <laughs> what I did with the air guns was incredibly humiliating and embarrassing for people who keep score. I thought it was fascinating that the rules are what they are. Yeah. And, it was different. Yeah. Go ahead and shoot. Take your time. Take way more time than anyone should ever have to shoot that number of rounds. And also, if you don't hit the target, we're giving you points anyway. But if you hit the target more than once, we're going to take away points. Oh, man. It was, it was, a, it was a massacre. It, it did kind of seem like I you could either do really bad at that or really good. Right. Well, I it just I, depends on the day I'm having. I misinterpreted the we're going to take points away part. I thought you at least had to hit. The, if you like, I get it. Like, you're supposed to get one scoring shot on the target. If you have two, we're going to give you negative 10 because you're an idiot. <laughs> I get that. What I, but then there was this whole thing about, but if you miss, don't worry about that. I misinterpreted that part. The miss was, don't worry about it, was we'll give you three points anyway. I thought it was ignore the misses and just shoot until you get one in the target scoring zone, which would have worked great. I would have been a solid fourth out of nine. <laughs> so the, the good thing about tomorrow is we're going to be using South Carolina math. I like that. You hit a target, you get one point. A, B, C, D. I got it. Yeah. It's All South right. Carolina math. Sounds good. It's going to be fantastic. And will the, will the targets make a noise? They'll fall over, or at least some of them. That's will. great. See? So, this is so reactive. much better. Yeah. It's going, to be, it's going to be a reactive target, I'm which excited. is kind of unusual for a PRS or long-range shooting thing. But uh, here at the NRA Center, we have the steel to be able to do that. Who's so. going to run out there and reset the target? I don't know. But well, I want to know. Don't worry about it. i got enough steel sitting out there <laughs> so, to make it work. I want to know Challenge how embarrassing accepted. it's going to be when you actually hit the target and it doesn't fall over. 
I didn't have that experience today. I mean, I guess they'll just have to center up on the target a little bit. <laughs> or aim high, right? Need more leverage? I mean, I'm going to give them the good Oh, I was like giving away the secrets? No, he's going he's gonna to underpower your ammunition. Headshots. <laughs> Headshots only. Hi, guys. Rob didn't know I was going to give them blanks anyway. How's your ballistic summit going? <laughs> I think it's going well. Um, we talked about that a little bit earlier. It, it, everything's going very, very smooth which has us all nervous that it's all going to come unravel in the morning. I think there's, um, there's a lot of new people here, but there's also enough people who've been here before. There's one guy, one of the media guys is here. It's his first ever event, but there's, there's so many people, I think, that have been through these kinds of events before that there, there seems to be like a lot of people kind of everyone's while looking around like, what do I do next? But there's always a good answer mm-hmm. in the room. And, and the structure that, that Lucid has set up uh, I think makes it really easy for people to figure out that answer. What are we supposed to be doing now? It, it's not 17 things like you got to pick one. It's here's the thing that's happening now. Here's where you need to be. And none of them are incredibly long, so you don't lose attention span and all that. So it's, I think it's been a great day. No, it's been, it's been good. And I think, I think Jason structured this really well um, to where everybody's involved, everybody's engaged. You know, you talked about that this morning about, you know, especially the media being engaged and and how and what to do with the information being provided to them yeah it's a job right and and i i've been to enough of these things wearing a lot of hats uh hosted these things run these things sometimes for for different reasons i've never seen you wear a hat well it's true i am i am no my official cowboy action shooting name is no hat rob okay because it turns out you don't have to wear a hat but you do have to have a code name so i'm no hat rob we i obviously i argued about that rule too you guys see why i do so much competition shooting uh but anyway the the the, yeah this morning uh michael bain and i talked about just reminding everybody you know for the product people they're paying for this and they're paying the media guys to do our job and and that you know so i'm here with avidity arms as the product guy but i'm also here as personal events network and and all the other ways that i can put information out as a media guy and and i feel like i owe the other product people that are here like that service, mm-hmm. right? And I think sometimes the media guys forget that that's expected. You know, most of most of they enjoy it, they want to do it, but then it's also it's at four o'clock in the afternoon. It's it's maybe easy to, to float away. If you can go to the range A and do this, you can go to range B and do this, you can go to the classroom and hear the lecture, and that gives people the opportunity to ah, you know, I'm going to go check some emails, right? And it's easy to fall into that trap, especially when you've been to fifty of these things. So I think this morning, just reminding everybody that that there's a job to do and, and there's a schedule to adhere to makes it better and that also sort of takes away the the potential that that there's three guys standing in a corner you know having a beverage around dinner time and not remembering we're doing a round table right. um, i thought that was a nice end of the day too oh and i think i think jason did really well as far as who, what media he invited he you know he's he's getting the pros here that that know the drill and know what they need to do and they know the content that they need to get to write the articles to do the videos to do do their job yeah there's there's nothing wrong with uh you know, a lot of newer guys and, and quote unquote new media people, but the depth and the, I think, important perspective of a lot of the people that are here as media who've been doing it. I mean, I'm old. I've been around doing this thing for a while and there's guys that have been doing it much longer than me here that are, they're well seasoned. You know, they know what to ask. They know how to get in, in 15 or 20 minutes of a presentation. They know how to make sure they have what they need for, for one article for this blog, one article for this magazine, and maybe a video clip as well. Um, yeah. One of the guys I know has already posted a bunch of stuff, and that's, that's very cool. Well, and you've been posting stuff all, well, what, day and a half that well, you've been here? Yeah, so two, 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 I know at least two of us have. But I, I think <laughs> that, that the, what's really interesting to me, one of the things that's cool, too, is watching some of the quote-unquote legacy media or old media guys, the guys that I know are primarily writers, 
uh, how they've taken to new media, right? Now, Bain is, is obviously an incredible example of that, right, in that he has been a new media guy, but with the moniker of old media, legacy media for a long time, because his, but his legacy media was TV, Right. So right. It's, it's like he's been doing TV for decades. There's other guys who've been writing articles for decades. Now, I would argue that a magazine article is much more legacy media than television production. But Bain has segued that into creating Internet content, uh, Internet content that can be delivered through YouTube, can be delivered on his website, delivered through social media. And he's really bridged that gap well. Um, and even seeing him mentor some of the other, you know, quote unquote, legacy media guys that have been doing this for a couple of decades into New media guys, um, it's a much more sophisticated and I think professional approach than we see from some of the quote unquote influencers. No, I, I, I totally agree. And, and I've always thought that Ballistic Summit in particular is very lucky to have him, have you here, because you guys know the industry, you know everybody in it. Um, so it's real easy, especially for the newer vendors that we have here. You know, they link up with you guys, and it's real easy to make a phone call of, hey, can, I, I'm looking for this. Can you connect me with somebody? And you guys are going to know right who to go to. But I, I, the only reason I, I can say yeah to that is because I've done it so many times, right? I right. think that, that, to me, has been the greatest thing about these types of events is the collaborations. And, and we, can, we can kind of wax poetic about it with the, the friendships that have been built here. But those friendships also are, are quite often rooted in, in business opportunities and business collaborations. And I love the, the friends that I have in the gun industry and in the shooting industry that are professionals that I can work with. Sure, I have a lot of friends that I don't work with. But, it, but they're harder to remember. They're harder to pick out. Like if I had to think right now, what friend have I not found a way to work with? That's a pretty short list. Sure. Uh, most of the people that, that are in the industry that I become friends with, we find ways to work together. We find ways to collaborate, to complement each other, even if it's just make an introduction and back out and let those two friends be successful. Um, and that's a big part of these events. And I, and I see that happening out there now, which is right. cool. And that's exactly it. You know, we, one of the things that, that Jason's always said at this event is, you know, you do business with your friends. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, you know, an event like this, it's a good time. And we, you know, at the end of the day, we have beverages and we have cigars and we just, we all have a good time. But at the end of the day, this is about doing business. Absolutely. And, totally and agree. building those partnerships and building those collaborations. So, you know, the vendors that are here, you know, if you're not doing that, you're missing out. Absolutely. I mean, it's big on taking apart. You know, I came here last year knowing Jason Wilson, you know, just by social media and through mutual friends. And he gave me the opportunity to come up here and the amount of friends I made in business and personal relationships has been huge here. And, you know, to have the opportunity to come back here again with some other companies and bring them into the mix and allow more media to come in and see other things in this industry, I think is really big, you know, opens up the summit a lot to, you know, night vision, uh, more accurate rifles and other things, magazines. You know, it's a lot of growth, I think, from what the summit has had over the years. And it's, it's great seeing people take you know, advantage of the opportunities given for that. And I actually felt bad when I was doing my product presentation this morning. I was one of the only companies that didn't actually have Brian Hunter as an assistant <laughs> presenter. I, he, was, he was involved in 60.3% of the presentations today. So well done, collaboration guy. Uh, you know, I... Uh, been very fortunate to have a lot of friends and uh you know make a lot of great acquaintances in this industry and you know uh, when i find great products and, and great people you know i try to do my best to represent them you know this industry has done a lot for me you know i like to give back to the companies that have helped me out and you know they have great products why not let people know about what's out there absolutely well, and and they all pick him because he's got that smooth southern accent you know it just it, <laughs> 
innocent, <laughs> charming. This guy can't be trying to rip me off. He's not selling me a bunch of <laughs> crap. He's, this guy's just, he's sincere. Look at him. You know, I'm, him. I'm a heavy equipment mechanic by trade. Well, <laughs> you know, I'm not even a sales guy. Who's the least honest person in the world? Not a heavy mechanic. Woman. That guy's honest. That's right. I, you know, we just sit in the back and throw tools and yeah. things like that, man. That's, come on. You need your bulldozer fixed. Oh, yeah. It, it doesn't everybody? Well, I wish. I mean, I, had a, I, I mean, I had to rent one recently. It was not pretty. It was, it was a mess. Did you operate it? They needed mechanics afterwards. They, I should give them your number. I'm gonna, <laughs> Brian Hunter is going to be ca- calling that United Rentals. Don't worry, I'm sending a guy. Well, oddly enough, uh, I manage a United Rentals facility. Oh, gee, if I knew that. You're only a couple hours away. I shouldn't come to you in the first place. Yep, Jeez. Yep, I run a United Rentals facility in Charleston, South Carolina. Dangerous information has oh, just he, been shared. Yes, sir. And I, I was, I was kind of watching this project go to come together, and he was, he was inviting. Did you say us. go to hell? Because yeah, that, that was okay. Yeah, maybe because we, I, it, and he had invited us all out to come and help with you know putting together this worst erector set ever and and i was very happily in so ireland busy. at the so time busy. all my friends were so busy that week i was giggling from facebook oh my god man how I, is that project coming it's great <laughs> <laughs> and that's it it's so it's it's fun to learn new things and i'm definitely learning a lot of new things about construction and erosion control and you know i graduated from high school in north georgia so i'm, I'm no like stranger to red clay dirt, but everything I own in North Carolina is now orange. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it, it happened fast. It was. I, I grew up in Charlotte. Yeah. Welcome to the state. Yeah, you get it exactly. <laughs> exactly. But, yeah, so uh, taking on the, I'm going to build a building myself. Why not? Uh, it was a big jump from like I, I paneled a room once. Uh, but it's been well, fun. you know, when you're training across the northern hemisphere, yeah, and. <laughs> You know, running a new business in full production mode and, you know, engineering great other cool things in the future. Little building. Why not? You got so much free time. You know, why not? So uh, now the deer shooter community is is no stranger to Avidity Arms and the PD-10. But since we've got you here, let's give them the treat. Uh, Tell us a little bit about it from your perspective. So the Avidity Arms PD-10 to me is, is the best set of compromisers for the widest possible set of humans with hands that want to carry a gun for defensive purposes and will train and practice with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a lot of people after, you know, for those who aren't familiar, my primary business uh, for over two decades has been education, armed defense, uh, primarily close quarters handgun shooting. So countless times uh, in the private sector working with concealed carry uh, type audiences, you know, raise your hand if you carry a gun more than four or five days or at least four or five days a week. And most of the hands in the class will go up. And okay, keep your hands in the air if the gun that you're shooting the class with and the holster that you're using today are the same gun and the same holster that you normally carry with and very few hands go down. And you start going around the room and it's okay, well, what's the difference between what you carry and, and what you're shooting today? And it's, it's like I'm carrying, you know, XYZ companies sub or I carry XYZ companies subcompact today I'm using their full size gun with a comp and a red dot and an outside the waistband battle belt you know and the next guy same thing well I carry this you know single stack uh, inside the waistband appendix uh, but today I'm carrying strong side outside the waistband uh, full size gun from another company and it's like it, it, why i know why right but when you ask him why uh, it just seemed like you know four five four or five hundred rounds in a day like that's going to get old with that little one and, and like they look at you like you're going to give them the oh i know what you mean and i do know what they mean but at the same time what i what they need to know is that 
put the work in, do the effort, and, and even if it means you shoot half the day with your carry gun and half the day with your full-size gun to balance it out, that's, you know, I get that too. But wouldn't it be cool if the gun you carried was also the gun that you enjoyed shooting and that was more shootable, right? So mm-hmm. balancing shootability and carryability um, was, it was a prime factor in the design of the PD-10. So it's, it's, uh, it's not following the current trend. It's not the most marketable gun in that way, but, but it's a gun that's informed by a couple decades of educating people, watching human hands on guns, and wanting to fit everybody from you know, the, the short, stubby you know, guy with the, the short thumbs but, but meaty hand to the guy with the big, giant paw to the woman who has you know, long fingers but relatively small hand size in terms of like circumference and grip strength may not be there, but still there's long digits that are going to you know, be floating all over a tiny little gun, you know, or uh, just a, a generally small hand. And so if you get a generally small, generally large hand and you want to put them on the same gun, there, there are ways to do that, but it involves basically what we call a mid-sized gun with a full size grip. Mm-hmm. And it's front to back. It's the same front to back width on the grip that you would find in a, any normal full-size gun, uh, but the width is noticeably slimmer than any other certainly mid-size or full-size nine millimeter you're going to find and really about as slim if not slimmer than even the some subcompacts that are out there the single stack subcompact nine millimeters and that was done by through contouring and through ergonomics uh with a deep tang you know almost like a beaver tail uh kind of situation and uh, good undercuts and a lot of sculpting around the trigger so at the top of the grip you you accommodate the smaller hand but through the length and front to back width of the grip you accommodate the larger hand and that makes it more shootable for everybody mm-hmm. um the slimness uh and then that that four inch barrel slide uh with a again mid mid to full size length grip uh makes it carryable and right. that carryability is combined with some really good holsters you know we were very uh, uh honored to have a lot of great holster companies making holsters for the gun and, and that was one of the things i wanted to accomplish before we brought it to market is that we had holster support uh ready to go so. well and and i can vouch for you know i've i've seen about 35 students at this point with the pd10 in their hands going through the ids course um nobody really seemed to have any issues as far as ergonomics and shootability and I can vouch personally. I mean, I shot it for two days straight in, in high-level classes, uh, putting somewhere around 700 rounds through it in, in a couple of days. Never really got tired of shooting it. That's good. I mean, that's, that's the best you can hear because there are smaller guns that are – you can shoot well with them, but you don't want to shoot them all day long. And I think the, the way the recoil is, is transferred from uh, gun to hand on the PD-10 is, is – it's certainly not the easiest gun to shoot. It's not a full-size competition gun with the shortest single-action trigger, but by uh, no means is it a difficult gun to shoot like a lot of the subcompacts, and that's the trick. And the way we do the trigger, things like that. Now, Brian, you've, what are your thoughts, Brian? My th- coming from a guy that has done a lot of competition and a lot of concealed carry, Glock 19 was my go-to in both cases. I am thoroughly impressed with it. Uh, the ergonomics... Being a Glock guy, I was so used to driving a front sight. Yeah. And, you know, it doesn't matter what work I've had done to the frames. You know, it was a fact. It was a Glock thing. And, you know, going to that PD-10, and when I gripped that thing and I pulled it up, the first thing I noticed was just how flat it lay. It just shows up where it's supposed to. Exactly. Yeah. You don't have to drive the gun. And in a defensive firearm, that is best thing in the world because it needs to be where it is and what we're talking about and and i'm going to try to 
Explain grip, that the right way. But the angle, right? Yes, so the angle, angle of the gun, when you drive that gun out there, it, 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 it is in and parallel with your line of sight Correct. across the top as opposed to just in your line of sight, and then you have to make that little micro-correction. And a lot right. of people don't even realize, I think, at, at it's kind of weird. Like Very high-level shooters and very low-level shooters, I think, don't get that. Well, high-level shooters do it kind of subconsciously. They make that correction, and they aren't even thinking about it. Low-level shooters don't. built an optic around the yeah, problem. Absolutely. Yeah, the Vulcan that they did with primary arms. Yes. You know, it, it's they built an optic to fix the problem. Yep. Why not change grip angle? Yeah, it's it's you know you can't reverse engineer every gun out there, but no. you can so, solve it from this. So from you the top. mean you mean the gun industry decided to develop a product to fix a training issue? Correct. Wow. Not the first time. Right? That never happens. No, never <laughs> yeah, happens. Exactly. At all. Uh, yeah, weapon retention, uh, gun alignment. These things should not be. Uh, equipment issues. They right. should be training issues. Agreed. Right. Issues. But, but uh, you obviously are an accomplished shooter. So finding a way to get that gun aligned, uh, you've done it. What right. I want is for like the next person that shows right. up and just puts a gun in their hand to not have to fight that fight that you fought. People have to understand, you know, especially with a firearm that is designed for what this purpose is of concealed carry, the adrenaline that takes place in fine motor function goes out the window. Having a firearm that presents true and straight it is where it needs to be. Why add the extra step of driving, finding your sights, and, and the added stress? Because your vision's going to go tunnel. Everything's going to go blurry. You've done enough competition shooting and, and uh, you know, a tough enough competition. And care every, about the score. And care about yeah. it. <laughs> you know, in, in high-level competition, starting out, everybody's been there. Yeah. I mean, you know, you do things under the clock that are dumb. Yeah. Every, everyone has done it. You know, it's a part of that life. And, you know, when you have pistols that are designed with that to just take away the need for an issue, it changes the way you can train. That's awesome, man. I'm glad that you, you, you see that, that, that that's what you've experienced with it. Um, Jason Wilson's back. I am back. You, you also have spent a little, little time at least on the range with a PD-10. I spent a fair amount. I've, I'm probably in 300 hours with the PD-10 on a nice. range. I mean... I'm I'm begging from Jason Crowdo's stash to to play with one, but <laughs> you realize that Lucid Optics has an FFL. I'm pretty sure guns have been shipped to the Lucid Optics FFL. I don't know what's happening in Wyoming. But I, I guess they're all going to uh, Jason's house. I don't. I guess no, no, no. They're uh, coming to my office, but they are not mine. Well, not your house. The other Jason's house. No, not to see. They're they're staying in my FFL until Jason moves them into class. Oh, and so okay, they stay. Okay. And I I have to walk by them every day. And they're not transfer mine. fee. Yes, yes. Transfer it's so fee. Rough. I, I, I feel strongly like at least one should have floated by now. I may have to uh, earmark uh, you one. I may so. have to put from the factory. I have to put probably for Jason Wilson uh, on I've a even, box. One's even found its way well, to Charleston already. If that's on the invoice, by God, right. I'm going to pull it out of the box and it's mine. <laughs> probably for Jason Wilson is going to have to happen. Yeah, I think we, you definitely got to have one. You, handle, you do paperwork stuff. She does Can, the FFL stuff. Can't that? I'm not his damn secretary. Oh. She's not. No, no. I ask permission to play with my own toys half the time. Yeah, it's bad. bad. So bad. Yep. Brandy, what about you? Have you shot much? Have you shot yours much? The PD-10? The PD-10? Welcome back. welcome back to the podcast. Yeah, welcome back. <laughs> no, actually, I have not. What's up? You're busy. Because busy. my husband's always shooting it. Oh, my gosh. He takes both of them. So, so far, what we've heard is that Jason's monopolizing... I think he's not sharing the love. He's not. He's not sharing his toys. I mean, it's it's great that he's this fascinated with them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But he's got to share the love. But if you you take his class, you'll get one. That's the trick. I mean, I've just taken all of his classes so far, 
And I where's yours? I no, didn't take that is, class. Now Jason was, did show up to take one of my classes, but just I'm like, hey, there's a PD ten. You went to PD ten. Oh yeah, I want to shoot that one. Thanks. Yeah, I'll do that. And then somehow at the end of the day. And there was no PD test. A lot of there was some other thing in his. I didn't see what it was. It was I seemed, think you it promised blocky. him. You promised him a serial number. He's waiting. Uh, yeah, but his serial number is like seven thousand four hundred ninety-two, and we haven't made seven thousand four hundred ninety-two. <laughs> oh it is not. What is it? Seventy-three. No, that's not true. Nineteen seventy-three. Well, you wanted nineteen seventy-three. Preferably. Yeah, exactly. yeah. And we can, and because so when we switched, this is the fun part of the manufacturing process. How many have process. you made? So we probably made. We I'll tell you what we shipped. We got, We're coming up on a thousand shipped. But here's the trick. You we two had different to receivers too, didn't recycle. You? Yeah, we had to recycle serial numbers completely because the ATF said, no, you cannot move your FFL from Florida to North Carolina. So we had to apply for a new FFL. And then, then we were told, no, you cannot start the same serial number range. You can't pick up where you left off because that might confuse people. Which, you know, honestly, it's like, wait, so Glock can have ABC123 as a serial number on a model. Smith & Wesson can have ABC123 as a mod, they're different. Well, yeah, of course, they're different FFLs or different manufacturing licenses. Okay, you just made me get a different manufacturing license. Why can't I have ABC123 in the old one and ABC123 in the new one? And they said, well, that might confuse people. So, I'm like, well, that seems like it's their problem, not mine. Yeah. But what it's done now is it's kept Jason Wilson from getting his gun. Did, did the name on your FFL change? Technically, yeah. And, and the markings, it went from St. Augustine to Fletcher. Right. And it used to be Avidity Arms alone. Now it's Avidity Arms LLC. But even if it was, but the thing is, even if it was still Avidity Arms, if it's Avidity Arms in Fletcher as opposed to Avidity Arms in St. Augustine, the ATF says those are different entities. So they could technically have the same serial numbers. They were just worried people would be confused. And we don't want to confuse people. No, and I get that, but that, that's the stupidest thing. Well, And bean counters are yeah. starting to rule your world. Well, this is what happens when you become a firearms manufacturer, I guess. You well, have to start I, doing I, paperwork. I'm a class seven. I get yeah, it. Yeah. I had, I had to do paperwork and everything, which Holy I don't like Christ. to do. No. And no. They, they even let me do it. Like, I was just surprised. I mean, like, they should have seen the record and said, no, we've seen how you do paperwork. <laughs> you need someone else to do this. Okay. And that concludes this week's portion of Ballistic Summit. Uh, thank you guys for listening. And we're going to bring you some more of, of what we were able to accomplish down there next week. So until then, you guys just keep blaming the gun.